Let's just run it up right now. All right. Yeah. What are we? What I mean? What are we really speaking on here? I <laughs> just, just, just show up to the podcast. Hey, what are we talking about? <laughs> hey, it's it's a running gun. It's a running gun today. I mean, that's what I was hoping for. I'm gonna interview. I'm gonna interview mindset from my conversation with Trey. So I'm just gonna interview you, basically. Okay. Okay. I I was just wondering if I you told me already, and I just. I think well, I, I know we talked. I know you talked about the fact that you're gonna ask had a question to ask me, but. Uh, I didn't know. I- no. Yeah. That, that's for the end. That's a little treat I have for you because I know you're gonna like it. Yeah. By the way. All right, we'll just start it. We'll just start it. So welcome back, everybody, to the Kingdom Vision Podcast. What an intro. Don't even know what we're talking about today. This is the first episode of season one, Brayden. I know we haven't. I mean, we're recording two, this one mean? today. What did I just say? Season one. Yeah, this will be our no. first episode of season two, not one. First episode of season two. Today is September 3rd, so we're releasing it October 1st. So we're a little bit in advance, right? Um, yeah. Always So ahead. yeah. So, you know, we're in the lab, we're putting out content, we're grinding, we're, we're excited to be back. So October 1st, how y'all doing? Okay, so we're going to start new, I haven't even talked about this with you, Brayden, but I wanted to start this deal. Dude, we're just running gun today, don't even know what we're doing, but I want to do this deal where we start highlighting comments or reviews from our viewers one per episode. So preferably like, you know, dry humor jokes, you know, why did the cat cross the road? Why did the, whatever it like, literally could be anything. Hey, this is a great podcast. Uh, for before the first two minutes of every episode, I, we want, I want to, I want to, maybe we don't even do it. Cause you know, I haven't talked to Brayden about it yet, but I want to highlight, uh, a viewer or a fan or a fan. That's crazy to say, um, something y'all comment so we can shout y'all out a little bit, create a new aspect of the show, but Brayden, I'm in interview mode, so I'm gonna interview you right quick. Do a little Q and A. Mm. So, kind of what I a little nervous. No, all <laughs> all seriousness, all seriousness. Um, I kind of want to talk about that phone call we had um a month ago. I just want to that's that's the basis of the episode. What has God? I mean, you're at this time. You know, you're about to go move out to LCU. Your first year of college. Hey, what up, mm-hmm. dude? That's crazy to me, honestly. That you're just now going to be a freshman in college. I feel like mm-hmm. you've always been older than your age. But basically what I want to ask you is what God, leading up to this, what has God been teaching you in this season of your life? Uh, so he's been teaching me quite a few things. Um, uh, I don't recall specifically what I was saying, but I can tell you kind of a... Um, and it could have changed. Ge- generally, what uh, what's going on right now. And... and um, God's just been like showing me um, these places where like he's so much better than what we even think is good. Um, And what I mean by that is that I was looking through um, Acts and uh, through the letters and I was seeing a a common theme of... um, where of course Jesus is a little is misrepresented um according to to the way that we represent him now and uh what i mean by that is i see uh a lot of times where we look at Jesus as a um like walking with Jesus is we rely on him to so 
Jesus wants us to rely on him to fix our problems. And I'm not saying Jesus doesn't fix your problems sometimes, but Jesus is so good that he put himself inside of you so that you could actually be the problem fixer through him. And, uh, you know, I was looking through whenever uh, Peter and Paul were, um, when they got trapped and they were jailed, um, I don't, it's an ax. I don't recall which chapter, but um, if you, if you just look up, uh, Paul and I think Peter's that, yeah, capture, I think at the end of Acts. Yeah. Acts, if you look up Paul and Peter's capture, but what happens is, is that um, they're in jail and I, you know, just thinking like, what would, what would a, what would a Christian these days act like? What would I act like? We'll just say that. And I'm I'm thinking my what I would have prayed to God was oh God am I in the wrong place is that why I'm being like is that why I'm struggling here is that why I'm persecuted right now um and the other thing was that whenever they were in there they didn't pray they didn't sing to God and say, Oh God, let these let these prison gates open. God let, from let me, <laughs> like God come down and save us. No, none of that. Uh they were here, just uh, according to scripture, they were just singing hymns to God, to God, not to themselves. And uh, that just showed to me that where I was immature, um, because if you look at also the way that Christ dealt with the disciples, there's a lot of trial and error. You know why? He obviously has the answer, right? Well, he actually wants relationship and he wants us to actually act like him whenever we're going through these struggles instead of acting like our old selves. Um, he wants to raise up people that uh, actually grow mature and they don't get shaked whenever whenever things are going on and they can actually be a part of the solution. And I was seeing where I was withholding growth in Christ because whenever uh, whenever stuff would come, whenever I would sin, which is obviously different than being persecuted like they were, when I would sin, then I would kind of, I'd kind of move with, you know, I would kind of change a little bit. I would, uh, you know, kind of wonder about God's forgiveness and this and that. And, and like, why, why is this, why did I do this? Why, why? And and it was kind of just bringing in doubt because Christ has enough and he has it all. So whenever I go to him, I should, ha- I should know that and, and have that expectation, expectation that he can actually uh, set in me the ability to, to strive and be that, be that peacemaker. Uh, not just someone that, um, not just someone that's dependent on God, which is absolutely important. And it's actually the source of this but also someone that in their dependence on God can actually go out and act Christ-like to other people and, um, and really act like he would instead of like I would. Just be it. Basically take the transformation that's happened, take your dependency on God, and then from that salvation, basically, because that's what salvation is, to trust in God, then taking that to like the nation taking that and and making and loving people serving people is kind of along those lines absolutely and also just like more so not being 
uh, like growing spiritually mature and understanding that Christ is who he says he is and he's always the same. Jesus died for you for today, tomorrow, and forever. And not changing based on my actions, but staying the same based on his. Are you nervous about going to college? Um, I'm more nervous about like just living alone, um, having a mean? good schedule Okay. because I'm, I'm highly organized. Um, I'm that excited was, about living alone. Was that uh, sarcastic being highly organized? Yeah. Yeah. I was no, about to say, because I know there's a little latency <laughs> between the squad cast, but I, I, did I hear that right? No, I'm not, I'm not organized, but I'm working just, on it. It's been good. It's better. It's yeah. better. Um, and I, and I think you could attest to that. It has gotten better. Yeah. Um, Slow but, but yeah, I, my, my more concerned with really, uh, just creating good habits because I know that those habits that you start with, uh, a lot of times are kind of how you live your life and, uh, just seeing the things that I want to do good and I want to do better. I want to have better scheduling and these things. And, I want to stick to that and and be that type of person that creates good habits. But um, as far as other than that, I'm not like I'm kind of just excited. Yeah, yeah. Now that first my first year of college, I mean, even though I mean, you're homeschooled, so it's a little bit different. But living away from your parents, living away from doing that, hey, like do this, do this, do this right now. Literally, let me bottle feed you. Basically, let me feed you from my hand mm-hmm. to like you're responsible for cleaning the dishes, you know, cooking and stuff. Which I'm still like terrible at. I, my there's probably dishes in my sink right now for being 100 honest, but it's no big deal. But um, so you're not really nervous about you're really nervous about scheduling time. You know, like the adulty things you're not, you're, you're not nervous about the socialness of it you're just ner- you're, you're you're looking forward to the socialness and you want to make sure you start out strong with the time management like the foundational stuff absolutely yeah so uh El, tell me a little bit about lcu so uh, lcu is lifestyle christianity i told University. you i was doing interview mode bro and uh so <laughs> It's a school that uh, has now, it's now tied with uh, Risen Nation Church. Um, I've, so I've, I guess it's been a year and a half since I uh, talked about um, my original request to go to it. Um, You know, it's a, uh, it's a very, it's a controversial school. So um, I get to, I get to hear some controversial takes. Uh, yeah. overall, um, you know, he's so, so the main pastor there is Todd White. He's the guy with the dreads that has, uh, received, uh, you know, a good amount of hate. Love hate. And, um, but I know for me that, uh, it's grown me to, um, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not scared about those things and talking about those things. Um, because, I'm for unity in the body of Christ. And if there's issues that need to be hashed out, they need to be hashed out. And uh, I think it's brought growth to openly disagree with a lot of people. And including um, yeah, including including Cole. 
And um, I think it really pushes even just a deeper dependency on God um, and what he's doing uh, and less on others, uh, which can be unhealthy, but, you know, in a healthy way, as long as you stay not uh, angry and not unforgiving towards people, then it can actually be a very healthy and very good thing. Yeah, I mean, not making people your gods and right. understanding that there's a role of community, understanding a role in, in the body of the church, but Christ right. is the head of the church, blah, 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 right? right. Um, so they, do they offer you a scholarship for uh, D1 evangelism? No, you just, no. <laughs> no, no, I, no, uh, no scholarship money. I, uh, you know, I've, I've, I have some experience, you know, I come in as a, uh, you know, a three star. I'm definitely, yeah, I'm not a five-star recruit, but I'd say three-star recruit, you know, I've, I've, I've given out the gospel a good amount of times and, uh, with all kinds, all different kinds of people too. Um, all different styles, all different, um, all different ways. And, um, so that's one of the, actually, that's one of the biggest things that I'm excited for is the, uh, two times a week outreach and uh, you just get to see you get paired with a different student every time you go and do outreach and uh, you get to see all these different styles and these the ways that these these people um, evangelize. And it's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a take the mic real quick. I want to speak on I asked him the first question. Uh, what is what has he been learning this semester or this season of his life? And I made a reference to a phone call we had, and we were talking, um, and just just what this podcast was built on. One of those conversations that we were just having, you know, what's going on lately, blah blah blah, right? But in the phone call, we were talking about what God has taught us in this season of our life, and there was one thing that God was teaching me in that season, and I feel like since then I have like three things God is teaching me, so. <laughs> This, this may be a three, uh, uh, you know, 1A, 1B, 1C. I'm like, I don't know, but we'll figure it out. But basically the first thing um, that I feel God has been showing me recently and over the past couple months and really has been teaching me since me and Brayden disagreed the first time. I know Brayden just mentioned to y'all. Um, LCU, hold on, I'm getting a phone call, my fault. Let me, uh, can you hear me still? Mm-hmm. Okay, I was getting a phone call. I know Brayden had mentioned, he just mentioned that um, LCU is a controversial school, right? So people either love Todd White or they hate Todd White. And this was kind of a breeding ground for our first disagreement back in, you know, breeding, June of Breeding 20- ground, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one, right? June 2020, right? And then we even did a podcast over disagreeing with others, like episode five of the Kingdom Vision podcast which was kind of trash because we were still in disagreement in like, and it was, it was a trash sure. episode, but it's still on there. If you want to go back and look, we were kind of like dodging <laughs> each other, like talking around each other, but it's whatever. But basically to get to the point, what God has been showing me, basically, let me, let me gather my thoughts here. So basically in this season of my life, we, we, I've, I've come to a point in my walk where I'm mature enough to recognize what salvation is, right? So in episode five, when me and Brian were talking, we're talking about first tier issues, second tier issues, and third tier issues, right? So first tier issues would be um, Trinity, 
you know, salvation by faith alone, things like that. Um, and then second tier issues would be what this deal with Todd White is in LCU. It's practice, it's spiritual gifts, it's um, things like that, right? But when we did that first episode, Braden, I was talking, like I even said, it, I said, hey, it's a second tier issue. But the way I was talking and the way I was, the way my heart was positioned, I literally considered it a first tier issue, even though I was saying things. Because it's almost mm. like your actions be louder than your words. Why would we be in such yeah. a big argument if it was a second tier issue? It's that type of deal. Right. So basically, I've right. come to a point where, and this also ties into 1B, um, I tied in, and there these aren't really as tied together as I thought, but sanctification and justification for a while, you know, not with Brayden, but with other people, um, I would want them to be as mature as me. I would want them to be like, okay, they're still listening to NBA Youngboy. They're still listening to Lil Baby. But they're so like I wanted this sanctification. I wanted them to be as mature as me to be to to prove their justification. So if they weren't as mature as me, then they weren't saved. And I tied sanctification and justification maturing with their salvation. But I just come to a realization that um, and this kind of ties into the LCU deal is what constitutes a Christian. What constitutes a Christian is. So that you believe Jesus Christ is Lord. He died on the cross for your sins. He resurrected three days later and that he's only atonement for your sins. Right. So through the process of me talking to other, the sanctification versus justification deal, and then me and Brayden disagreeing, like now I've come to the point of maturity to like, okay, I disagree. Like me and Brayden talk about like, I disagree with some practices, but even like I've come to the point now where it's like, you know, I, I'm no longer writing Todd White off. I'm no longer writing this deal off like like heretics, basically. I do have my question marks. I do have my, hey, I want to learn more. I want to, like, if I saw Todd White, like, this was our deal with American Gospel, Brain, and then we were talking that all these people are calling Todd White heretic, this, that. What happens if you saw him in person? Like, you're going to LCU. What if I visit LCU and I see Todd White in person? I'm going to act a lot different than the people who are how mm-hmm. I used to talk about yeah. Todd White. So that type of deal, like, I want to learn more, but I still have my question marks. I will still raise those questions. Like, um, we talked about this with Brain. I, I personally don't believe in, like, speaking in tongues. I believe speaking in tongues is like a um, – um, and this is not well studied at all. This is just a – thing yeah. i have yeah but um i believe it's a f- more of a foreign language than a, yeah. than a heavenly language right right but i can sit here it's crazy because i can sit here and not like be losing my mind about this and, and actually be confident enough to disagree with Braden and then put it on kingdom vision's instagram kingdom vision because i realized that i've come to the point of maturity where what constitutes a christian being saved by the blood of jesus and with that a lot of you know, Baptist, since I've, I've been predominantly a Baptist my whole life, where Brayden has grown up primarily charismatic, um, Baptists have predominantly been, like, so far conservative that it's almost the other end of the spectrum, like, let's put the Holy Spirit in the closet type, which, so, basically, to wrap up what I'm saying, I just, I, I've come to a point where, um, um, and I'm trying to remember exactly what I was saying on the phone call, but basically, I've come to the point where, I have peace knowing Braden's going to LCU because when he first told me I was going, he was going to LCU, I was nervous about it. And uh, but I've come to a point where it's like, of ma- I, really maturity, because that's what it is. It's maturity. 
um, and trusting in you and, and not being so immature that because you have different practices than me, because you have different convictions than me that I don't get my panties in a bunch. I just lose my mind basically. Um, so that's one thing. That's one thing. I don't know if you want to add more on that before I go to the second thing I was talking about. Yeah. The only thing I would say is, um, I think kind of what the, the biggest thing that hashed out like these issues for me was that I knew, you know, I've tasted, I've tasted your fruit and I knew that I'm like, I know that he's walking with Christ. So there's, you know, and I know I am. And so in that, I was like, like, where, where do I go from here? I, I mean, but, uh, it kind of, it brought ease to me because, you know, I, I saw the fruit already and, um, you know, I, obviously I, I disagreed, um, about that person, but as far as, um, you know, a lot of our convictions were, uh, you know, a lot of our convictions are the same, you know, and, yeah. um, you know, with, I mean, just in regards to sin, like, uh, you know, for us, we don't listen to, um, any music that's not Christian. Um, you know, there's, uh, I don't know, there's a pretty good list of things that we literally, don't feel like. Literally 95% of it is the same, if we're being honest. And so, that to me shows the same Holy Spirit living in both both of us um, working, uh, even though we have those differences and still convicting us on, you know, so many things. And how much confirmation is it to be convicted on something separately, talk about it together and both be convicted on the same thing at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's I've experienced that a lot with you. And uh, that is a very big confirmation for me, knowing um you know, seeing the fruit of someone and, and experiencing the same things in Christ. Um, and that just bonds that, that brotherhood, I would say. So, yeah. And I also too, I grew up in a culture that was very like, you have to like believe these set of beliefs or like, we're going to cancel you basically. So it took me this long to really form my own opinions on things and really form like what's okay to disagree on what's on. we've talked about all these things multiple times but literally like it's just i've had a, i've had a piece about this so much lately and then also that conversation we had the other day um i feel like because we had that disagreement and a year and a half of you know i would say more of like up until december or january of 21 really working through that together has built us like stronger as brothers because like we said me and you talk about all the time we're you know we're business partners um but before all of that we're brothers right you know that we're like our our bond as brothers cousins friends is the source of like why we do anything so that this whole process has brought us closer together and on top of that i even told you on the phone i was like bro like it's one of those things like, Hey mom, like, I love you, mom. Right. It's like, she knows I love her, but when you verbally tell her you love her, like Mm -hmm. there's a, it's something about verbally telling you, telling them those things. So I was telling you this, like, I remember telling you something about along the lines of like, like we were like, I want to be comfortable 
first off, like I trust you as you know, your, your right. faith in Christ. Like, I trust you, like, I, like giving you that verbal confirmation. Like, I trust you. Like, you don't got to like, um, walk around on eggshells when you're talking to me about certain things. First off, having that conf- confirmation. And then second off being able to talk about things that we disagree about and mm-hmm. having that, like, okay, we've been through like the rocks dog. We've been through the mud and now <laughs> we, we like work that out. So we're more mature and then, but, uh, second thing I feel like God has been really teaching me is I've been in a mode of surrender. Like that has been a a word, a theme that has been reoccurring. Partly it ties into bigger picture stuff, but like when I'm walking through daily, daily life. Okay. So I have anxiousness. I'm anxious about a test. I'm anxious about zoom, right? Something as little as zoom. God, I surrender this to you. God, I'm um um any any sort of small. I'm trying to trying to gather my thoughts. Gosh, dog. Um, I'm gonna start over. I'm gonna start over. So, the second thing that I feel God has been showing me, first off, is this. There's been this theme of surrender. Um, if there's one word, it's surrender. It's been a constant theme, and it starts off because I, you know, past year and a half. If you look at, um, you know, big decisions, big hurdles, big things in my life that I've struggled with, I like try to surrender them to the Lord, right? But what I've been discovering lately, and I feel the Lord's been putting on my heart, is been if I can't surrender the little, like the tiny moments, the day to day stuff, then I can't. I'm, it's going to be hard for me to surrender these like life changing decisions or these huge deals because I'm not used to being sensitive to the spirit or surrendering things to the Lord. For example, you know, I'll be walking to class and like, I'll start like, bro, I'm a senior. I don't got a wife. I don't got a girlfriend. Like, is that her? Is that her? God, there's an, there's an attractive girl, right? Is that her? That's mine right there. That's my wife right there. You know, those, those, that, that not lust, but like almost romanticizing or fantasizing because you're, you know, you're insecure about your future. God, I surrender this to you. God, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like just make up this fantasy thing in my my head about this makeup believe girl that you have for me because I'm gonna surrender it to you and God, you're gonna make it audibly clear when I have to marry a girl one day. I'm, I surrender that to you. Another example, you know, um, I'm talking to Brayden. We just talked about how we disagree, right? When we have conversations, say we say something um, along lines. This hasn't happened. This is an imaginary scenario, but. Say we have a conversation about something that we're just, God, I surrender it to you. God, I surrender this conversation to you. God, I'm evangelizing and I I don't know the words to say. God, I surrender it to you. Like that's been a constant theme of my life because, you know, fast forward 2020, you know, these big moments in my life, I would try to surrender things and I couldn't, I didn't know how to surrender. It's something you almost learn to do because you practice it every day, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I... I know for me, it's a, and this is something else that God's been shifting in my heart, and uh, it's kind of going to tie in with what you're saying, but it's that just to try to live sinless is not God's will, right? God didn't uh, send his son so that we... We're, because we're going to live perfect, 
after we're not going to, you know, we're still going to sin regardless, right? But what he's been showing me is that you can try, we can try to live sinless and uh, not be walking in the fruits of the spirit. But we can, we need to, we need to be walking in the fruits and that is our guard against uh, the sin. That's our guard and, and being submissive to the Holy Spirit, being submissive to God um, is to me what has kind of shifted the way that I was more always scared of where's my next, where am I going to fall next? Where am I going to sin next? Where am I this? Where am I that? And it gave me something to kind of focus on um, to push forward with and walking with the fruits because really it's, it's impossible to, uh, to walk sinless, right? Mm. We can't, we're always going to sin. That's why our right standing with Christ doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to do with our works. It has to do with Christ's full finished work. And so, you know, kind of tying into what you're saying for me, submitting has kind of, um, taken on a whole new meaning as in, I don't need to my submission submission. So, uh, there's a, uh, a verse in the Bible. that says, uh, submit to God and resist the devil. And Mm -hmm. to me that showed resist the sin and submit to God and, and walk in what he has, walk in who he is. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's kind of, it's been bringing this new guard around sin, uh, because I've been I've been more focused on what on what Christ wants and what Christ wants me to do and how Christ wants me to act, uh, yeah. if that makes any sense. No, it does. And honestly, I don't know about you, but I've seen prat like a lot of times in the beginning of my walk when I was ex- trying to understand Christianity in its massive nature, right? Salvation, this huge thing. It was very abstract to me. Okay, so I'm saved. I'm going to work tomorrow. What what is how does this impact my work life? Or if I'm going to school, like I, I couldn't ever find practical things, but I'm really talking about submitting, talk about surrender. Like it's the same deal. There's they're just synonyms, right? Yeah. Um I'm starting to see like yesterday I was at open gym at Central. And I'm sitting there playing and I had like this little pride deal, right? It was Christian rap going on. I had a good game and I caught my pride. I was like, I slowly started to build. I was like like almost prime time high school cold, like whatever. And I was like, I had a moment. It was kind of cool. I was like, dude, that's literally lifeless. That's literally empty. Any moment that any motivation that isn't Jesus is going to fail you is emptiness. Right. And I had a moment where at basketball at 10 o'clock at night, I was able to practically surrender something to God that moment. A, pro- a specific moment. So I feel like I'm really starting to understand and, and like surrendering, you know, you're anxious. You can, you can practically start to obey the Lord and, and it's, it's becoming less abstract, so to say. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, you think about um, Jesus saying, pick up your cross and follow me. I mean, that's, you carry that cross the whole, you know, through everything that you do and that, you know, and that's what you're talking about, just surrendering. I mean, even in the middle of basketball games, I remember 
I remember finishing my basketball games last year and being just a little bit frustrated myself that I didn't think about God throughout my game. And um, I don't want, I didn't want that. Mm. And um, that's not what I wanted to do. So um, as later in the year, I got to where that was, that shifted where I was thinking about God throughout my games and um, we started to win more. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, facing the Giants. Dude, I heard someone say that facing the Giants is fake because as soon as they started praying, they went 12-0. and 0. How about we watch a movie where they started praying and they went 0-12? and 12? <laughs> You know, because it's like it was like a prosperity gospel vibe. It was kind of funny. Yeah. But here's the, thing, here's the thing, bro. Here's the thing. I know, I know you got to leave here in a sec. So here's the question, okay? Mm. So... I've been I've been talking about to Brayden about this question I'm gonna ask this surprise question that he's just gonna eat up right and you kind of alluded to it um, just recently ago but should Christians listen to secular music go I think absolutely not um, I think it's hey just a big fat no <laughs> no I, I think I think absolutely not I think that. Uh, you know, like we're talking about submitting, I think everything you do is supposed to be submitted to the Lord. And, uh, you know, one thing I like to imagine in my mind, whenever I'm, I'm going through something I'm doing is I'm like, can I imagine Jesus be bopping to some, to some young boy going about to preach the sermon on the Mount? Uh, no, Jesus would be like, like imagine if the disciples were doing that, but what what's going on here, guys? Yeah. You know, I thought I thought this was I thought this was about me. Mm. And uh, you know, truth be told, and 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 I'm gonna go into something that's even more so uh where it's my conviction. So just mm. recently I've been kind of there's been some Christian rap that has felt lukewarm to me that I just like, it doesn't, so my heart is singing something. And if my, if the song that is going on while, while my heart has a cry and they don't match, I, I just know when that is. I, I, you know, you can sense that in your spirit whenever you, when you're, when you're in a song that it's not about the Lord. And so I'm not saying that Christian rap's bad. I, I do still listen to it. Um, mostly with friends and stuff, but I have shifted to where I feel like my my music t- t- listening time is only a time for worship for God, mm-hmm. I, and that's that's you know it's not about the music anymore. I don't you know whatever song plays, I'm focused on Jesus, and what I just don't want is that is there for is for the song I'm listening to, to try to take my mind off of that. Um, that's, that's the one thing I don't want. So which song that I'm listening to, because worship is supposed to actually help you, you know, it's supposed to help you to put your mind on Jesus. You know, you get into this and, and it brings in your heart cry and, and it's even a, you know, it's um, just like a beautiful thing between you and Christ uh, that you get to be, you know, kind of, uh, like bring in this fellowship, which you're always in fellowship, but it, you know, it's special. Um, and to me, why would you be, why would you be doing something contrary to what 
is inside of you. And Jesus put himself inside of you, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is inside of you. And to me, that is contrary. You know, listening to secular music is contrary to the Christ that's inside of you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, I like you mentioned, you mentioned a little nugget and that I want to hit, but uh, worship actually isn't the the prize, right? The the wor- the musical worship isn't the yeah the, the song the, the song isn't the prize. The, the worship even, is even the ex- even, even I would say even the experience, right? The the right. the so Jesus is the treasure, right? So fruits, joy, peace, kindness, forbearance, worship, uh, good work, relationships, church. These things are used and put in place to increase in in point to jesus and like for example fruit joy is not a joy is a means to an end joy will go one day joy will come or i don't know maybe that's a bad definition of joy but basically fruits are used to push you deeper in obedience to jesus push you deeper in like awe and wonder for jesus right because if we if joy was the goal we've made a god out of joy likewise with worship if a cool worship experience is the the goal then that's an idol uh, that's an idol which is worship so basically that's what you were saying that it's used to like grow your relationship with jesus so ideally we wouldn't need any for if we were sinless if we were perfect we don't need any worship we don't need any joy all we need is jesus right Mm -hmm. but we're sinners right we 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 are we're flawed so jesus therefore that's why he gives us emotions that's why he gives us like marriage sex set he he designed sex sex there's no there's no marriage in heaven right there's no marriage in heaven mm-hmm. so he gives us these fruits and stuff yeah as almost gifts and almost like 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 he like he's a like think about how loving of a god he is now when you put it in that he's so yeah i mean he uh he desires to for a relationship um and he, as evidenced by putting himself inside of us uh you know he desires to have relationship um or he wouldn't have made people um he has no needs but he has desires and so so hold on, I'm going to cut you off real quick I, I had one back. more thing oh, go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead it it was kind of a question for you so okay so this is something I don't know if I talked to you about this but and I think I did so uh right now all the uh in heaven we know we know the uh what the scene is right we have thousands of cherubim which are angels worshiping the worshiping uh uh jesus and god i, I don't remember anyway i messed this up but these cherubim jesus at his right hand i think here's my point the right hand of the father these cherubim actually haven't sinned mm. And so what I'm going to ask you is, is that what do you think that we should only worship God because we're, because we sin? No, I would say, uh, I mean, Eden and I mean, Adam and Eve in theory, not even in theory, like we're designed for worship. We're designed as children of God. We're designed. So uh, worshiping God is in our nature. And that goes even as far as like, well, how can a uh, an atheist have joy? Because like everything good comes from God, 
right? We have God's DNA in our in our body. We are made in his image. So every person in the world is is therefore designed to seek a high power, which is we know his name is Jesus. He, you know, Jesus came down and identified with us, right? But I would say we don't just worship we're we're designed to worship the Father. We were we were created actually to glorify his name. And then because God is such a loving God and he designed us in a way to have free will. That's why I put the tree in the garden that mm-hmm. he gave us this freedom of it. He gave, he gave us is he's so loving that he gave us freedom to worship him, which mm-hmm. in, he gave us freedom to express our worship. Yeah. Um, so no, I would say no, it's not because we sinned. It's we were designed that way. Mm-hmm. Go ahead with the question you're going to ask. Yeah, no, I want to. Dig, I'm digging into that secular. I'm not letting you off the hook with just oh, that. Oh, okay. okay. No, I'm digging in, bro. And we may have to do a whole episode on this. But what? So, so secular, secular. Okay, so, so like the idea. Like, I, w- I hope people are are being sanctified. I hope people are maturing to the point where they are at the. They, I hope they get the conviction that they only listen to Christian music, right? But what if there's a Christian, you know, like the idea of like to believe, be a Christian, you have to believe Jesus died for your sins. He was truly yeah. God, truly man. That yeah. He died for your sins. So yeah. that's, what about Christians who aren't sanctified, who aren't very mature, but still listen? Like, what would you, what would you say to them? What about, what about Morgan Wallen? What about Kenny Chesney? So to me, um, a lot of it is going on just being dependent on the spirit of the Lord. So um, if someone's just saved, I don't give this laundry list of, Hey, so Christian music, that's a must. Uh, This, 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 I don't do that. Um, I trust that Christ putting himself in that person will do the work that's needed. But but every time I, every time I'm with someone, uh, and for the first time they're trying to play, uh, trying to play non-Christian music, then I'm going to say I, I don't listen to non-Christian music. That mm-hmm. uh, I think that I think it's wrong. Um, but if any, I'll just put it this way: if anyone asked me, or if any time I felt God leading me to speak to someone to say. Uh, you don't need to be listening to secular music, then I would absolutely tell them you don't need to be listening to secular music. I think there's, I think there's, I don't think there's room for it. We talk about, you know, I I know so many people like, I just, I I just don't have that much time to get in the word. I'm like, there's a Bible app on your your screen time. There's a Bible app on your phone and you can play, you can play the word and it will talk to you. And, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not just saying you have to, I understand it's hard. I understand when I dropped, when I dropped secular music and I only listened to worship, it didn't sound as good to my ears, but over time I can't, I mean, it's like, it's like listening to death. If I hear, (laughs) if I hear, um, secular music, I, it, it, like it makes me, it makes sex and murder. It makes me sick. It makes me sick, and yeah. um, so I, I have a very obviously I have a very strong standpoint on it. I I just don't I don't see the room for it. 
I, I don't think we're ever called to live double lives. And to me that that's living, that's living a uh, multiple one and that's, in and that's one showing, out. you know, that's, that's giving, that's giving a lead way to the devil. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can't tell me that these, these, you know, like just names, young boy, Louis Vert, Post Malone, whoever, you can't tell me that God is leading these people in this music. You can't tell me that you can't tell me you're getting closer to God. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting closer to yourself or your old self or sin or, you know, sin, which is your old self, you know what I yeah. mean? Um, and so I, I just think that it's such a powerful thing that Christ made in music. Um, you know, even talks about uh, in one of the letters about like us singing hymns as believers and fellowship and, and, mm-hmm. and songs and hymns and, and be doing it all the time. And he made this yeah. special, powerful connection um, between uh, between us and him whenever we praise him. And uh, just like prayer, it goes up like incense, you know, it burns before burns before God. And uh, he sees that. And um, if Christ isn't mentioned, then you're worshiping something else. Speak to him, bro. I know you're going to step on some people's toes with that opinion, but I'm going to second that opinion, okay? I can't sit here and say, if you're listening to Lil Baby, Young Boy, I would even say Drake, okay? I know, hot topic, right? That you are growing in your walk with Christ. And I had a football coach in high school saying, and this was he was making a reference to, to football. He said, you, you either get better or you get worse every day. No one stays the same. It's likewise the same with your faith. You can't just stay the same. You're either pursuing Christ or pursuing something else, like Brain said. So like, I cannot sit here and justify and say that you listening to rap grows your relationship with Christ. And I personally, right, so I'm, I'm going I'm to make that statement for other people on rap. I'm going to make a statement for myself because I'm going to speak for myself. I believe the same with country music. I believe the same with like pop music, maybe like just maybe not as harsh secular music. I believe that for myself that I can't grow with Christ listening to that because it's either one or the other. Now I will say I've come to the point of maturity. I feel like, cause it used to be like listening to death. Like if there was like the Beatles on or, you know, Kenny Chesney, I would like, Oh, like I can't even like, I have to put in earplugs even if I'm in public but I've come to the point mm-hmm. now, like, I have peace, and I'll even sometimes, hot topic here, you know, you may disagree, but um, if I'm in public and they're playing, like, a mainstream song, like, you know, I can't even think of one, um, any any popular song, um, I'll even, like, sometimes dance to it, and I'll even sometimes sing to it because they're so popular, but when I'm on my own, I do not listen to any secular music because that's what I'm consuming myself. Right. And I'm not saying that I'm singing little baby or young boy. I would never do that. But like, sometimes I'll sing like these classic rock songs, these classics, um, stuff like that. Um, but I'm like you too. If someone asked me, like I've told many people, I don't listen to secular music. And I've even challenged a buddy of mine who listens to rap still. And I believe he's saved. He's saved. I know that for a fact. I'm like the same exact thing you said. I cannot sit there and say, you know, God, you're happy with me sitting here listening to this awful music. Do you enjoy this right now? Probably not. 
that's my opinion on it. Um, yeah. What do you think? So to me, um, it's, you know, like the scripture about being in the world, but not of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, uh, now, obviously nowadays, I, I mean, I have friends that I've told them before that I don't listen to it and they, they don't care. Um, you know, they're going to play what's theirs. And I'm like, I, you know, that's okay. I've made my convictions known. And if you play other music, that's okay. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to do anything rash after that. That's what, that's what we'll listen to. Um, but I've gotten to a place where I, it's like, um, I really can't hear the music anymore when, when something's playing. If it's not about Christ, if I know it's something, I just can't hear it. Um, I can, but I choose for the voice in my, in my head to be louder. And, um, you know, I still got, if you play basketball at, at most gyms, well, you know, what's bopping, you know, it's not going to be, it's not going to be Lecrae. And, um, so for me, I don't, I just don't want to, um, because so, so one thing for me is that there is a, there's emotional ties to, to past music. And I'd never want to sing something even for a second that I had emotional ties to where the devil wants to convince me that that's who I still am. And that's, you know, I'm back to being that person. And, um, I, which I, I, I know I'm not. And have I caught myself, uh, singing to him before? Yeah. But I still don't think I should. Um, and I, you know, I try not to. And, um, because I always, I always want to exalt Christ's name and it doesn't change if something else is playing. I'm going to just exalt his name in my mind. Um, and I, I'll just tone, tone out whatever's playing. Um, but I, uh, I definitely understand. Um, I understand where people are coming from on secular music. I, um, uh, I kind of understand, but at the same time, I'm like, I, I you like, I understand. Uh, I kind of understand. <laughs> I, you know, the main reason I, I understand, the main thing I understand is that it's so mainstream. It's so normal. It's so everything that, you know, what, what is the harm done, you know? And, um, to me, that's part of making yourself separate from the world. And, um, if you're, if you're, if you're talking about sex, you're talking about drugs, you know, these things that you're trying to stop and you're singing about them. That doesn't make sense. If you're a Christian who's, um, you know, even in country music, if it's if whenever country music plays and you're fantasizing about women as it plays um, or you're fantasizing about, you know, drinking the drinking beer or or this or that. And you get into this covenant place where you and your mind's not set before Christ, then. And to me, I just think that, you know, if you if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Right. Mm-hmm. I think. For me, I don't want to give myself an opportunity to go into any any place, any old place, any old mindset. Um, but where I have grown is that it's not like I'm scared now if something plays. Like I'm not like I'm like okay, I'm just gonna I'll just have Jesus playing in my mind, and y'all can play whatever. Yeah. So 
that's that's real kind quick, of my view real quick what's your thoughts on kanye's new album uh for me i've i've listened to some of the songs uh there's a few songs that i would call christian songs i i probably won't i probably won't listen to it there's maybe one song that i'll listen to uh the rest of them i'm i probably won't i probably won't listen to um because for me my time with christ is special and i and i cherish that time um to be alone with him and i want it's not that i felt like um a lot of the the message in in kanye's songs wasn't necessarily i mean it wasn't it wasn't sex drugs rock and roll that's for sure i know that i mean that's not what he put out there he put out some some things about his relationships and his mom and and you know is that wrong i don't think i mean i don't think so um uh but uh in all i'm not going to listen to it because i want it to be about god and songs that sing about about the person the songs sing about me and songs sing about the person that's singing um draw draw draws attention on myself and i i want to look at the holy and perfect one um who's who's set the world and through his voice um uh, set the world in place through his voice so i don't I, you know i'm i'm not that interested in in anything that that is contrary to that yeah all right, y'all. We got 30 seconds till this thing shut off. So thank y'all for watching another episode of the Kenny Vision Podcast. You already know the rules. The rules. Why did I say that? Smash that like button. Just smash the like button. Hit the subscribe. Leave a review. You already know. We told y'all earlier that we want to, uh, you know, show a uh, comment by a fan at the beginning of every episode. So re- uh, leave a review. Leave a comment so we can do that. And thank y'all for watching. Can't wait for the next episode. God bless y'all.